0: Hey there and welcome back into the pickle jar. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. This episode, I'm just gonna share with you a little bit about um what happened with me last week with a little bit of a low cortisol day. And I think these episodes are so important for a couple reasons. Um I did, I'll be honest, I tried really hard. I try when I'm low to record the episodes, but it is so challenging um emotionally, physically. I just I just couldn't get there. So I wanted to go back and to share my experience with you for, um, like I said, for a couple reasons, because I know a lot of you listening, I think, and the feedback I've gotten from this podcast is this is going to resonate with you. It's going to validate your journey. And that's part of what the pickle jar podcast is all about. And me sharing as much as I can about living with adrenal insufficiency. And I'm hoping that if you're a medical professional, if you love somebody with Addison's disease with adrenal insufficiency, you know, we cannot expect you to understand what it feels like to be us. And the more we can share and kind of give as much as we can on that perspective, um, hopefully it can just, just give you a little bit of compassion and understanding of kind of what we live with. And the feedback I've gotten from people who have people in their lives with adrenal insufficiency from listening to the podcast is, you know, you, they say, you know what, you sound just like my sister. You sound just like my wife or my husband. Um, And it kind of validates for them the experience of the person in their life. So um, that's what this episode is all about today. Um, So just a little recap about me. If this is one of your first episodes that you're tuning into, welcome to the pickle jar. The pickle jar has been around for just almost a year. There's there's over 125 episodes that I've put together, and it was fueled by my passion of trying to increase the education and awareness and the support for people with adrenal insufficiency around the world. I've had primary Addison's disease for over 12 years. I was diagnosed at 35. Um, My dad also had primary Addison's disease, so it's something that's always been a part of my life. He was diagnosed before I was born. And, um, he passed away almost, he passed away before I was diagnosed of an adrenal crisis. So, um, I really learned a lot about this illness and I really learned a a lot about myself and how empowered I really am in this illness. And this is what I want in this podcast. I want this podcast to bring together people and to give them hope that, you know, the effort that we put in, you know, I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's a lot of, a lot of work to take care of myself and to be healthy. I'm always thinking, you know, the days behind, what did I do that could make me tired today? What's coming up? What's the weather? Like there's so many things that are constantly spinning through my head to make sure that I have the best quality of life and that I don't have an adrenal crisis, but it is possible. It is just part of my existence. And, um, with everything that i've struggled with i'm also very thankful for the gifts that this podcast has given to me and in the last year i've been given many gifts through this podcast and that's you know connecting with so many of you and hearing your stories and sharing your story on the podcast knowing it's making a difference for somebody else and that's really that's really what life is all about so um so let me tell you about what happened last week. So I was getting ready to I just I just went back to work a few months ago and I've been, you know, adjusting very well to that so that's very exciting. Um I had plans last weekend to go away. Now in the past that would promote a lot of anxiety for me for a lot of different reasons, but part of that anxiety is my Addison's. You know, I was going away, I want to have fun, I want to live life, I want to, you know, quote unquote, you know, be a normal person. And, um, you know, but, but what's my existence it's packing, you know, bags of medication and supplies and trying to think ahead of what might I need. And then there's always that fear, you know, that storm cloud that's that's looming above me of, you know, what happens if you hit a really big low, you know, are you going to ruin the weekend? And then, so I'm really trying to practice, you know, controlling my anxiety over that because when personally, when my anxiety gets up Um, it drives my cortisol down faster. And I know many of us have heard from doctors, they talk about, you know, injury, infection, you know, those are the things that affect our cortisol levels. Yeah, well, you know, my opinion, they don't live with this. And I can tell you personally, emotional stress for me is one of the biggest things that drive my, my, um, my cortisol levels down and cause me, you know, as soon as that anxiety goes up, it's like a full system response. And it's just, It's just like a really bad storm in my body and I can feel that storm going on and it just gets, it just keeps intensifying. And I think every time in the past, when I'd feel that storm coming in, I'd react to it. And now my reaction is intensifying that storm. So I'm really working on my anxiety levels. You know, I'm in therapy right now and counseling and I'm trying to, you know, do mindfulness. And when I feel that anxiousness come over, I'm trying to calm my nervous system. So, um, but last week it kind of, everything kind of caught up to me. I like to call this the holiday effect, the Christmas effect. So usually every Christmas, every December, I, I run low it's up and down of low cortisol and, you know, grumpy days, um, because we don't have a way to measure that cortisol levels. And it's a guessing game and everything that we do in our existence, Burns that cortisol. It doesn't have to be negative stress. A lot of people think, oh, well, just don't get stressed. You know, moving my body is considered stress in the Addison's world. It's not how, you know, typical mainstream people determine stress. It's not that it's not work stress. It's not family stress. It's not physical stress. It's anything that I do in the day. So if my day changes, I'm usually busy in the morning, but today I'm busy in the afternoon, but my meds are low in the afternoon. I'm going to burn through those meds and I'm I'm going to hit a low. So, um, so last week I was getting prepared for a lot of different things that were going on in my life. I was going away. I had the anxiety about that, that I wasn't doing too bad um, managing. Um, there's a lot of heat here in Southern Ontario where I live. Um, I got a fence put up. You know, the one half of my fence got put up, and my dog could go outside, and I was so excited. I was so happy. That happiness <laughs> drives down my cortisol levels. And there is a birthday party prep. There was all kinds. Of, I was teaching my online fitness classes. I was trying to do the podcast. I was trying to work. I go pretty much fifteen hours a day, and I was going harder last week. And then all of a sudden, it hit. And sometimes, you know, every t- I wish there is a pattern to it. I wish I could say that I knew that this was low cortisol coming in. I've learned in the last year to appreciate my body so much more. I used to focus on the, why can't you do that for me anymore? Why are you quote unquote broke? But now I realize, I believe I was struggling with adrenal insufficiency for probably 15 years plus before I was diagnosed. My body is amazing. It's made amazing adaptations. It's amazing at keeping me alive every day. And I've tried really hard to appreciate that love for myself and to give myself grace for that. And I truly believe personally, and again, I say this all the time here. I'm not a medical doctor. This is just my experience and what I'm going to share with you. Um, I truly believe that before I feel those low symptoms... I'm already low and my body's fighting and I feel normal because that's normal to me. Right. And it takes a lot. I find to, to hit those low symptoms. And like I said, they're different every time I wish they were the same. I wish I could feel them coming on, but I don't. And last week it was kind of, it was just one of those days where all of a sudden after work, I didn't feel well and everything was just kind of drained for my body. Sometimes I get moody sometimes. Um, I get emotional but this was just kind of it's kind of like i skipped all those steps and my body kind of went okay i've had enough we're going low and we're going low now and we gotta we gotta stop her as fast as possible so that we can recover so that she doesn't go into a crisis um and you know i i still wanted to go to the grocery store i still had some things to do and this is where we need to understand Personally, I keep going when I'm low. I keep moving as best as I can because I still need to get things done. And like I said, this is normal to me. So, um, you know, I went to the grocery store and this is kind of, you know, what it felt like. Like every step, like I felt like I was about 90 years old and, you know, I used the grocery cart and the grocery cart, you know, I wasn't getting very much. I probably could have carried them, but the grocery cart was more of a walker for me. I needed it for support. and. I just barely shuffled my, my feet along and you know, every step it was like the effort of a thousand. And that's how I feel when my cortisol is low, you know, we might look like, I might look like I'm not doing much. Um, but for my body, it's probably like, you know, a hundred times, it feels like a hundred times the work to do. There is just no, I call it, there's just no life there. Like, it's just, it's, it's so hard to explain. It's like every cell in my body is just empty but at the same sense it's empty and has no emotion no feeling but at the same time I feel like I'm in a lot of pain and psychologically that's really hard physically that's really hard and and then I get this blank gaze in my eyes and to me that's really frustrating because I don't feel like myself anymore it's yeah <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's like an out-of-body experience it's like I know I'm alive and I'm existing, but I don't really feel like I'm there. And it's very frustrating and it's very scary because we need to be um, very, we need to remind ourselves in those moments, exactly what's going on with the person with adrenal insufficiency. And this is so important for the medical community. When we come into the ER and we have these symptoms, you need to recognize we might look okay on the outside. I always look relatively healthy, you know, and but you have to recognize what's going on internally to us. And it's absolutely devastating for our body. And we have to be, I love the quote from the self health group in the UK, um, a YouTube video that I watched about the emergency injection and it's be scared, be prepared. And I try to remind myself of that all the time. You know, I know it's, it, it's a scary illness and it's a scary situation, but sometimes fear we need to use that fear to educate people and we need to um, use it to be prepared because that unfortunately is the reality is the state I was in last week. I, you know, I try to updose and I try to do other things and I try to get some rest. And in hindsight, I probably should have gone to the hospital and gotten some IV steroids. Um, The night ended with, I know I'm doing really, really bad where like, for example, I have an island in my kitchen where I'll lean on the island and I'll lean there and I'll lean there and I'll just kind of stay there. And then usually, you know, 20 minutes will pass a half an hour pass. Sometimes one of my kids will come downstairs and go, mom, what are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, and I don't even realize that time has really passed because I'm just so empty. Um, I made my way upstairs. And for some reason, I don't think I had the strength even to get into bed. I kind of went on my knees on the edge of the bed and laid down in the bed and I kind of laid there for a while sideways and just kind of laid there and i just felt like i didn't exist anymore and that is that was me with low cortisol last week and i went to bed and eventually got into bed and i and this is what scares me because it happens to me this is a sign that something something's really wrong and it happens when i get really low and i was sitting up in bed And next thing I remember is my daughter coming in and taking my glasses off and she kind of slid me down into bed and told me, you know, that she, she was putting me to bed. She was tucking me in. And the reason why that scares me so much is, you know, the lights were on, I was sitting up, I have no memory of falling asleep. And I think that was my body's way of shutting me down saying, you are very low. This is a very dangerous situation and we need to shut your systems down as fast as we can to conserve what cortisol that you have left. Now, thankfully I woke up the next morning. I seemed to rebound really quick, which doesn't usually happen. And, um, and again, I was very mindful. I was going away for the weekend and I was scared because I was so low. It was going to cause, you know, kind of a roller coaster effect of the weekend, but because, you know, I was away, my stress levels were also different. We could, we could, you know, change up our weekend a little bit and it was an enjoyable weekend and very low key, which um, really aided me in the recovery process. So, so I just wanted to share that with you. And again, it's so important. Like this is the price I pay for living with Addison's disease. And now that I'm going to have those days, I've learned it accept that that is part of my existence because when I didn't accept it it created more stress more anxiety created more low days the low days are going to happen but I want those low days to happen because I'm living my life and I'm doing it prepared and I'm doing it safely and I'm doing it in a proactive way to improve my quality of life so you know I'm here to tell you as best as I can that it is possible so if you're on this journey and you're wondering you know, where to go, are you ever going to be, you know, yourself again, you can get there, you can, you know, rebuild your life. But you need to be proactive, you need to look at the meds, you need to educate yourself and the people around you. But you also need to You also need to be proactive about the things that you can control. And those are the things for myself personally that have truly, I think, made the difference. It's my nutrition. It's my exercise. It's my mental health. It's all those things that have helped me live the best quality of life that I can. So. So thank you so much for allowing me again to share with you in this space, my journey with adrenal insufficiency. And I'm always looking for guests to share their journey. So please send me a message at at thepicklejaratrogers.com. Reminder, you can go to YouTube and watch these episodes as well. So go, go to the Chronically Fit YouTube channel, Chronically Fit Canada YouTube channel, While you're there, all I ask is that you subscribe to the channel. That would be such a huge help for me. And even a bigger help is that you comment and like. So if you watch a video and you get a tip, you get a little takeaway from it, put it in the comments, help others find what they are looking for by sharing. That's what this is all about. Let's use the power of social media and the power of social media too, is I need you to subscribe to this podcast because I truly believe if we can build this, this podcast up and get people listening and subscribing across the world and tuning in. It is my hope that, you know, these companies, these doctors that can maybe help us develop technology are going to see, see that we're out there. It's going to show them that we exist and that we have a voice and we want change. So, so please do that for me and please share the podcast as well, anywhere, any way that you can on social media. So until next time, thank you again, my pickles. And until next time, please be well.